Hi. Hello there. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Sabrina. My name's Becky. And welcome to the first episode of Songs Behind the Scenes. So this podcast is a discussion of songwriting from the perspective of an artist with a professional musician and a listener. And we are very, very confidently putting ourselves into the bracket of professional musician and listener. Uh, We'll let you figure out who is who. (laughs) Uh, We actually create music together as well um, under the name of Hex. So do go follow us and listen to our stuff on instagram we are we underscore are underscore hex we are hex we are hex so make sure you subscribe to the podcast we have plenty more interviews coming with some amazing artists and for now laura aquilina bye bye hi laura aquilina hi welcome to the podcast thank you thanks for having us at your lovely flat (laughs) yeah thank you for coming all the way out here all the way to Acton. Oh no, wait, let's not tell everyone. Yeah, all the way to Oxford. All the way to Leeds. Where does she really live? It's a mystery. Um, we're going to talk to you today about your song Psycho. Yes. came out in September 2018. Cool. I've been following you for a long time. We met Likewise. <laughs> we met on the um, webs the webs in what years ago now. Mm. Must have been like I feel like really long ago. Yeah, really like maybe 10 years when you were both YouTubing. YouTubing. Yes. Yeah. Um and I've pretty much followed you ever since. I think everything you've released is great. I'm like generally Thank massive you. fan. And this song Psycho was in my um, Spotify most listened to. Oh, I know. Love that. That. I know. True fan. True fan. Um, so I was really happy when you said you're going to talk about it. Genuinely, I'm um, a fan too. By she's the way. Just <laughs> made me sound like. <laughs> no, oh, she's just here. <laughs> Go on. Um, but so yeah, this was your first released after quite a long hiatus away from releasing original artist music. Yeah. So I'm really interested in what it was about this song that kind of made you think. I'm going to do this, I'm going to release again. Well, I wasn't... I literally didn't have any plans to release music again at all until I wrote this song. And even then, it was... I still wanted to pitch out to other artists. And I thought it was great, and I thought it was one of the best things I'd ever written. Mm. And I was super proud of it. But as a songwriter, I want every song to have the best chance possible in life and I knew that that probably wasn't with me so I did oh, interesting. Like, okay. I did send it I got my management and publisher to send it out to everybody they could and we had a couple little nibbles on it but um eventually like nothing was happening and I said to my management like probably like six or eight months later I said right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna release it and see what happens. So when you said you had no plans to do to release music, you mean under your own name? So you'd been for that whole two years or whatever it was. You'd been writing music for other people still. Yeah. So I, because I used to be an artist. Mm. Like I used to really like go for it, and I was signed to a major label, and 
I was doing the whole thing. I did like music videos. I was putting all my time into it. And then I basically just realized that I hated it and got kind of depressed and asked my label if I could leave, which they kindly let me do after I released um, my album, sort of like fulfilled the contract or whatever. And then I was actually gonna quit music full time, but I kind of fell into being a writer for other people. And this was... How did you fall into that? So I was gonna be like, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was like, I've said this before, but I was like applying to be an air hostess. And then I realized, oh, yeah. I, I, realized that I couldn't <laughs> be an air different. hostess because I had tattoos on my arms and oh. like, and then I had like a breakdown. I was like, I've like, fuck music. Oh, I can't even be an air hostess, you know? And, um, and then I got an email one day um, from a guy who was telling me, I'd never met the, this guy before, but he said, you know, I've just heard this song that you did ages ago with a producer I'd worked with. And Kylie Minogue uh, wants the song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's fine. And I'll then, take Kylie, sure. Um, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> and then um, he sort of emailed me again and said, you know, are you what are you up to? Do you have management? And I just like, I basically got rid of my whole team at the time, including the label. And I said to this guy, like, I'm actually not going to be in music anymore, but, you know, thanks for letting me know about the song and I hope it all happens and mm. everything. And um, he basically then wouldn't stop emailing me until I agreed to meet up with him. Is I, this a, a manager? Or? Yeah, so he's, he was a manager at the time, like a fairly new manager. Yeah. Um, and he was also the brother of the guy I'd written that song with. Oh, okay. Who was a producer. Um, so you knew he was like legit to an extent. I saw, yeah, I sort of like we had a mutual connection. Yeah. So I, I trusted, I trusted it. And I like spoke to Lou, the producer. I said, is this really your brother? And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to check. <laughs> and then he, uh, he just wouldn't stop emailing me until I agreed to meet up with him. Um, so, so I did. Um, we met in like Starbucks, Shepherd's Bush, very glamorous. <laughs> and he said to me, would I, you know, just consider being a songwriter and doing a trial management period with him and another guy who he wanted to co-manage me with. Um, so I was like, do you know what? Okay. You know, it had been a few months. I'd had time to like calm down from everything that had happened and I'd also gone through a lot of personal changes like I'd broken up with my long-term boyfriend at the time yeah. and like stuff was happening I felt like you know I'm it's a new year I'm gonna give this like a new shot this was the beginning of 2017 yeah so this song Psycho and If Looks Could Kill. Yeah, they both sound. Yeah, they both sound quite. There's a bit more attitude there than maybe some of the the older stuff that you did. Mm -hmm. So was that like you were just saying you had gotten over a lot of the stuff from the past? You've been through a lot. Was that change in music like a natural progression, or did you consciously think? Yeah, I think it was like uh, partially due to the experiences I had, and I was writing about that. But also just from the fact of like not having the pressure of thinking it was for myself. Like yeah. I was, I was so set in my ways before, and I was th every time I was writing, I was thinking about radio, and I was thinking about the label, I was thinking about my fan base. I was like thinking, what do my fan base mm. expect of me, and sort of channeling that into yeah, a song. I suppose if you if you think about the tone of Psycho and If Luke Could Kill, and compared it to what you were writing as an artist. 
I keep doing this, but keep putting yeah. things in um, inverted commas. So like, no, I, I call myself an artist. We did in yeah. well. I went to session. Yeah. <laughs> um, but comparatively, you would kind of think that they were mm. by different artists. Yeah. And I just think that that's really interesting that you have stepped away from it. You've been given space. But... I feel like that's more how Lauren sounds, the stuff that you're releasing now. Yeah, so I feel like, like it's that too. very genuinely, you, it, it, it matches your entire kind of brand. Yeah. Like the, you're, you're outspoken, you're confident, yeah. you're, you're uplifting, you're willing to kind of say things as they mm. are. And it's it the kind matches of, a lot more, in my opinion. Yeah, they're the kind of songs that I think you'd like walk down the street like and you can get a strut on because it's that right tempo and it's like got the yeah bite, you know and it was like the this thing before because I released my first set of songs when I was 17 and those songs have been written between when I was 14 and 16 yeah because that those four songs did unexpectedly well I think I then sort of fell into the trap of trying to repeat that, but I was like, I was 21 and still trying to repeat what my 14-year-old mm. self was writing, and it didn't really work. It didn't, like, sure. I wasn't really given that space. I didn't give myself the space to grow because I put so much pressure on myself and everything doing as well as mm. that first thing. Although your album was still pretty amazing. Like, oh, you were saying all this from the, the perspective, I think, now of you having yeah. time away, but as a first release of an album, it was so genuine and yeah. I think you like I'm not I don't think you are taking away from that but even no, I'm proud of the album yeah. and it does like I think it does represent me at that time yeah, yeah. It's, and especially in the sense that the album is kind of confused it's like half like it's half me trying to be a full pop star and half me trying to be a singer songwriter and that yeah. is representative of where I was at at the time so I don't really regret that but um yeah it does it does feel a lot different now the music and I think just being a writer and not having that pressure to sound like I'm supposed to sound like gave me the freedom to do that and actually discover who I was as an artist Mm. in a a different way so it was really nice so when you were writing Psycho so you've said that this is something that you wrote in a session for another artist or was it just that you'd written it and then you were like I think this is really good and it should be given to an artist yeah well it was there wasn't an artist in the session so it was um myself and my friend Johnny who I had met through like the writing community and we'd met and we started writing together and we had like a really special writing bond and Mm. I I, everything we wrote was good and I Mm. felt like I was writing all my best stuff with him but we also became really good friends and I felt like and there would be days when we'd go in just me and him and we wouldn't get anything and it would be really frustrating but it would be fine because we were still friends so we had that sort of like comfort with each other and I remember the day we wrote Psycho, we were at, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Tar Yard yeah. Studios, really yeah. depressing place, like, kind of like... <laughs> yeah, it's oh, really, it's like ice, it's like a complex of writing rooms. It's a huge rooms. complex, but like it, like, a factory. looks like a mm. big, yeah, factory or an office or something. Mm. And, like, it's almost like they're trying to recreate that, like, Motown um, yeah. office vibes mm. of where yeah. it was like people would all be in an exciting place writing the, the greatest hits, mm. but... They just kind of miss something. <laughs> there's something a bit clinical yes, about yeah, there's it. there's something a bit weird. But, I mean, I've written, like, I feel like I've written lots of good songs there and I don't hate it, but it, it definitely feels, like, depressing. And it was, even though it was, like, August when we wrote it, it was, like, a really miserable, grey day. And I think it was, like, actually, like, a Sunday and, like, no one was there except us and, like, there was nowhere to get food or anything. It was just kind of, like, grim. Yeah. Um, but we were sat in this writing room, just the two of us, and just, like, messing around with things, and we couldn't get anything for ages. 
And then uh, Johnny picked up, he's a really great guitarist, but he picked up a bass and just started playing the bass riff. And then I just started singing melodies. And I think the first lyric I sang was, maybe I'm a psycho, just like you said I was. And we'd been talking about this thing that happened a few months earlier where... I went to my ex-boyfriend's house in the middle of the night, sat on his front steps. <laughs> and oh, it's a, true, it's a true story. We um, wondered. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, Wonderful. <laughs> so after my breakup, that was like my first heartbreak. I was really, really sad. Aww. And I had the whole like, you know, not wanting to be an artist anymore. It was a very like confusing time. And um, we actually got back together for a bit and then broke up again. But then um, after that, it was like... I wasn't even drunk, but just one night I found myself in an Uber on the way to his house. It was like midnight, and I was like, "What am I doing?" And then I just like got out, sat on his front steps, and like started crying. So oh, how did you text him to say I'm on my way, or did no, you just no, no, no. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. <laughs> he comes out. He comes out of his flat in like a towel because he's like heard me crying. Comes outside. <laughs> like, it's, so, it's actually so embarrassing. Oh. He, um, he like brings me inside and he like sits and talks to me. Okay. So he was nice about it. Yeah, he was really nice about it. But did it. he call you a psycho? Um, no, but like, it's weird because like I kind of like used artistic license there, but there there was a boyfriend before that mm. who had called me a psycho multiple times. Mm. So I kind of like combined the two. When you wrote it, were you ever worried about? him hearing it and kind of knowing that it was about him, especially when you say that you, he didn't actually call you a psycho, that there would be anything in his head that would make you worried about releasing it? No, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> worried at all. Like, <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, before I decided to release it, I think, I'm just trying to figure out the timeline in my head, but yeah, I think it was before I decided we actually met up like for dinner and this was like a year after we broke up and we just met up to have that kind of like closure mm. thing and um and I told him about the song then and I said I was thinking about releasing it and I said you know this is the lyric I don't want you to panic but like you know it's quite this, a nice this is, this is this is true this is something that happened like I came to your house and I sat on your front steps and um but I wanted to like dramatize it and make it into more mm. things. I presume he's used to, or he was used to you writing about him as like yeah, a songwriter. Well, and a, and yeah, there was a song on my album um, called How Would You Like It as well, which was like very specifically about him. At the start at the start of our relationship, he like went on a, went and kissed another girl and then came back and got into bed with me. God, Because um, he was like having commitment issues. Well. Okay. Oh. Lots of red flags yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah, the beginning, let's just say. Um, <laughs> Always listen to yeah. you, girl. Yeah, and he and he knew, but I've always been like quite upfront about that with people. Like, yeah. I think people know when they're in my life that I'm probably gonna mm. write yeah, hard songs avoid. about them. Yeah. yeah, it's just the price you pay. It is. <laughs> <laughs> started by just he was playing the bass and you just started singing over it do you like when you write songs and with this song do you just carry on like that or do you then go okay I'm gonna write this down I think it was like the first thing I did was hum the little hum thing at the beginning it was like mm -hmm. <laughs> and Johnny was like turn your voice notes on like start recording so I was like and then I just start started singing some different things until eventually I landed on maybe I'm a psycho like you said I was and then we just like we were like okay that feels mm. that feels right and then the lyric took ages it took like probably like four hours to get 
the lyric, but we did all the melodies in like 15 minutes straight away. And did you do the, the whole lyric in that session? So this is, you committed yeah. on the day, okay? Yeah. Uh, and we were there till like 11 or 12 at night or something, finishing it. It's but. such an exciting time when like <laughs> you think something's going really well and you're like, shit, get that down. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I think the chorus lyric came first, the chorus uh, melody and lyric kind of came at the same time. Mm. And the verse melody was really easy as well, but the we had to get the lyrics right in the verse to yeah. make sure we told the full story and everything. But also as well, because you, you're you clearly driven to writing pop music in a very kind of... Um, not Formulaic is the wrong word because it makes it sound kind of, again, clinical, but it's all very concise yeah. in the way that you write. So do you find it hard when you've got a concept, you know you want to tell this story of you ending up on your boyfriend's, mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend's porch, but there's a little bit of you that's like, I need to match the meter of this. I need yeah. to use that. Like, finding the words in that kind of very, sometimes strict format yeah. must be so hard. And you have to, it is hard. You have to learn, like, what to leave out and what mm. to include. I used to be, like, I used to be so picky about telling the true story and songs, like, exactly how it was. And, you know, mm. other writers would suggest things. I'd be like, I can't relate to that. But now I'm like... I just want it to end up being the best song possible sure. and that, that's just come from me writing for years and years and understanding how it works but it is like pop music is all about that it's like the simplest form of music but it's actually the hardest thing to write because you're trying to make it so simple but but also relatable. to get it so relatable yeah. exactly that to I actually like, yeah sorry go no go there you go <laughs> to actually get it to I'll go <laughs> please someone um, to actually get it to a point where it sounds natural. And I think that um, I've noticed with your writing as well in the past, and I think that this is... I would, I'm going to put words into your mouth now, mm. but one of your, apart from melodies, but one of your great strengths is lyrics. It being able to kind of have something that is so tangible and that everyone listens to and goes, oh, God, yeah, I can actually really get on board with that, but there's no awkwardness in the delivery. Like, that's a smart thing. Yeah. And do you think that that is learnt, or do you think that's natural? Um, I think both. I think it, like, it comes more over time as you, like, learn writing. And I've, like, I think I forget all the time because I'm 23 right now. But, um, I think you know, both. I've been, I've actually been doing writing sessions since I was, like, 15, so I've been in the industry for, like, eight years, and, you know, I'm, I could be at the same level as someone who's, like, 30 or whatever in the same in terms of experience, um, and it does just take a long time. I feel like I still haven't come into my prime, like, of writing, and I, I can feel that. I can just feel sometimes that I'm, like, just on the edge of it, um, and that's, like, frustrating, but also amazing to be able to, like, see how much you've improved. But I think, like... Lyric-wise, I've always been, like, obsessed with storytelling and that was always something that was really important to me from the beginning of songs. I think you can always hear that I was focusing on the lyric maybe more than the melody and now they've kind of, like, mm. come Converge. together. Midnight after dark, Jack and Coke and pour my heart out, heart out. Oh, so suddenly I'm on the front steps of your house. So do you always write lyrics with other people or do you, at this stage, do you still sometimes write them alone? Because I'd imagine if it's something, say if it's like, I mean, this song might might not have been that emotional for you to write, mm-hmm. but is it ever difficult to kind of share that with someone and 
and like share oh, what I'm trying to say that, yeah share yeah. a lyrical concept when it could be emotional like, yeah difficult for you to actually talk about let alone write about with yeah, someone def- else there definitely I think that's why um, all of the apart from If Looks Could Kill actually all of the songs for this like new artist project that I'm doing have all been done with Johnny who is one of my best friends because it's mm. like that's where I feel the most comfortable you know saying exactly what I want to say and he's so good at like letting me steer it you know so sometimes it feels like it feels like I have the creative control of writing my own with that support from another person that's cool um but I like I hardly ever write on my own these days because I've like tried to for my own mental health get into a space where I do music like in a nine to five way and I try and switch off in the evenings so interesting it's like the opposite for me yeah (laughs) yeah well it used used to be the opposite for me too and like you know I started out writing on my own all the time and obviously like had success doing that and everything it was hard for me like the the first like three or four years of doing sessions were really hard for me because I was like you know I wrote that first EP on my own and it did really well so why are like they trying to get me to write with other people you know when they're trying to like cloud my story and like get in the way of what I'm trying to say and you even had that when oh no sorry is this when you're writing your album yeah okay because I was gonna say you surely can't you wouldn't have had the same attachment when you were then in sessions with other artists no exactly and that's what's been so good about writing for other people is I lost that attachment and was able to just like embrace co-writing and in a way that I had I think it brings so much more as well when you're you're not stuck in your own head and yeah. like, like ideas thrown on the table. Even if like sometimes with uh, with Johnny, like we'll be in a session. Sometimes I'll be in that mindset where I'm I'm just like spewing out ideas, like yeah. can't stop. But he's he knows his role in that moment is to just say that's good, that's not good, take that one. Because I wouldn't know what's good and what's not good when you're in that creative headspace. Yeah. It's hard to also be the decision maker of the song and put the song together. Yeah, so it's just about like knowing your role and sometimes mm. that's my role if, I, if I'm working with an artist yeah sometimes I won't suggest any ideas but I'll be the one that's like yeah like take, the that, take that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I need that now I can't write without that I don't so, trust my own opinion anymore do you do any production at all or is no. it all top lining I do all top line what is a top line <laughs> <laughs> top line is uh lyrics and melody I guess so like um okay anything other than that I would include in like Production. Obviously, I play piano as well, so sometimes I'll be doing chords, but I actually prefer it if I'm not doing chords Purely. and I can just focus on singing. Mm. So for Psycho, you, you've you got Johnny playing bass, you've yeah. come up with all of these ideas, and then how does it become the song? Does Johnny do all the production? No, so Johnny doesn't really produce. <laughs> oh, interesting, you're yeah. both writers. Yeah. Cool, okay. Johnny is really good at recording vocals okay. like really really good and always gets the best out of me like always makes me do like a hundred takes of each section to get right emotion and delivery and he's like giving notes um so the, the, so the demo what does he do to like bring that out of you is it is it about recording technique or is it your voice his recording technique is really good like it sounds really good but then he'll just you know after every take he'll say like can you just like deliver this word differently or like pretend that you're like talking directly to him and now pretend that you're just like singing to an audience and like just try out different things I think that's so important because I've had so many sessions with producers or writers where there's this kind of um desperation to just kind of get everything done and the ideas finished Mm -hmm. or the the vocal take done 
And I find that so frustrating because I, I think quite often as a vocalist, you can deliver a vocal that most people would be like, oh yeah, it sounds really good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite catch everything that it needs to or have the emotion or like you say the intention and it's so frustrating not to have someone with the patience to be able to be like no let's just do it again yeah. let's do it again and it that makes to have such, someone on your side yeah, like that it makes great. such a difference to a song like like you wouldn't as a as a just a lover of music not a musician you wouldn't necessarily be able to put your finger on what that thing is but it does make such a difference you'd hear it differently yeah, exactly. still, right? i think especially like with this song it was so important to get the right we actually didn't end up using that demo vocal but it was so important to get the right demo vocal on the day because first of all we were just it was just a bass guitar and a vocal there was no other i bet that sounds so cool no. I'll, I'll play you the, the yeah, demo after. yeah um but so we had to sell the song with just my voice yeah but also like even though we recorded it that demo i listened to it for a year before we recorded the actual vocal so i then had the template of the emotion I had on the day when I was writing yeah, it, you could like it. recapture that. Um, and if it had been like a bad demo vocal, it probably would have ended up not being as good mm. real vocal. So I think that's like really important. That's something that he's really good at. The be- the best I've met actually. That's, that's cool. Amazing. That's why I like working with him as well. So who does produce? So or who then, produced this? Um, it was produced by Lost Boy, who is amazing. Um, he's like. He's unbelievably good producer, actually, and he's, like, executive producing my whole project now. So um, I know we're not talking about If Looks Could Kill, but <laughs> If Looks Could Kill was written and produced um, with him as okay, well. Okay, cool. Um, and he's doing everything. But, um, yeah, we, like, I played him the song and asked him if he liked it, and he said he was up for it, and um, we sort of sat together for, like... We sat together for, like, a day and then went back and forth for, like a week with my management and everything on notes but he's like he's so quick and he like always pretty much nails it the first time so he just brought this like new life to it that you know I like I didn't know it could have the song yeah oh that's so cool I was nervous because I'd become really attached to the just bass and vocal thing and I was like oh is it going to be cool you know and at that point when he'd started to produce it you were already aware that you were going to release it as an artist project yeah, well, I had to make that decision before because then I needed to like pay him. There's money involved. Be like, am yeah. I gonna do this? Otherwise, I'm gonna like spend half much money getting him to produce it and then not yeah. do that it. That is scary. Just handing it over and hoping for the best. Obviously, you know this guy. You know he's yeah. amazing. But yeah, when you've like, because even if you just listen to something over and over again, it's like stuck in your head and in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's so good at like trusting me and and taking notes from me and not being too protective of it because some producers I've worked with they you know they're amazing but they just want to keep it to their vision yeah whereas he understands my vision if I'm saying oh, I don't like that sound you put in can we do that he's like yep sure like you know he doesn't he's not like attached to it yeah before you started <laughs> it did you intend for it to sound how it sounds like did you have an intention you said I want it to be punchy I want it to be like this kind of vibe or did it just come out and you went went with it it kind of just came out I mean like I think we were like we were trying to find an idea for so long that day we had almost given up until I until Johnny started playing the bass and I sang maybe I'm a psycho just like you said I was and then then I knew exactly what it needed to be okay after that moment but before that I, I didn't really know what we were aiming for but I'm quite like that like once I have 
it's really important for me to have like a strong concept and a melody that goes with that concept or like just a track or vibe that fits it. Once I get that, then I know exactly what I'm aiming for. It might take me a few hours to get there, but I'll like, I'll know, I can see it all in my head, mm. you know, and I just like have to find the right words and yeah. everything. You know the um the mm, the the BB. Mm-hmm. Did you? Because obviously that that forms a major hook in the yeah. whole song. When you then sent it to Lost Boy, mm-hmm. were you like you have to include this? This like there needs to be room in the mix or room in what you're about to do because this is going to be such an important like pivotal point. He, or did he pick up on it? He heard that without me even yeah. having to say, and we actually emphasized it and made like more of a thing out of it. It was always there. But we made like even more of a thing out of it and like stacked it with octaves and everything and like made it kind of creepy as yeah. it is. Because um, that, that was like really important. I think it's a really clever sure. BV as well because it kind of it provides a huge amount of like, I suppose, extra movement without it having to be um, like instrument focused. Yeah. I just think it's cool that it's vo- like a vocal thing. That's why it was cool writing it as well like without having a producer in the room because it made us be clever with bvs and stuff and like every bv that's in the track now like was originally there in the demo anyway like because we only had bass and vocals so like, you were trying to like fill it out almost yeah, to there make was a no song drums or yeah. anything in it yeah because they're quite rhythmic as well which yeah. is yeah it's cool so we ha- we wanted to like add pace to it with the vocals to be able to sell the song it's out of my control and I can't see clear the next thing that I know I'm climbing up the walls I know what I'm looking for now but you're out and God can't help me now maybe I'm a psycho just like you said I was you got me right but baby it's not my fault I know I know I know that I've been acting so strange you ever know when a song is finished I think when you reach the point where for me like when I reach the point where I just can't take any more <laughs> editing <laughs> I like, but like I, I feel like I'll always know when a song is worth putting the time into like sometimes I'll have a session and we'll finish inverted commas the song but I already know that it's like it's good but it's not like amazing or whatever so I won't chase it any further whereas if I if I really feel in my gut like there's an amazing thing in a song I'll chase it to make sure it's perfect when it's done um and then it's just like a case of until my managers like get too frustrated with me yeah. like changing Time's it up. again <laughs> and again or if, like like I'm I'm editing one this week with Lost Boy which is going to be like the next single and it's like, I, I, I would go back and do edits like again and again, mm. but eventually, you know, we have to actually submit it for release. <laughs> it's like a deadline. <laughs> Things have to be done. You know. God, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I think that um, I so often listen back to things that I've written and wish I'd had a bit more of that attitude because I think something I've learned as I've grown as a writer is I used to just, whatever fell out, 
of my mouth, yeah. <laughs> I would just be like, cool, well, that's going to work. That's I'm, I'm kind and of like that, though. Like, I can't really, like, in terms of melody and lyric, like the top line, I'm really bad at editing, like, after the day of conception or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I'll, if it's, like, on the day, I can, like, go for as long as it takes. But if somebody says to me, like, oh, we should go back to that song that we did, like, a couple months ago and, like, edit it and, like, add a new... I'm like, I don't want to do that. Really? Like, like, it's hard work. Yeah. yeah but it, I find that can, could be helpful because you need to, like, take a break from it, think about other things and come back to it with more, yeah. you know, like, fresh eyes almost, fresh yeah. ears. Yeah. Fresh ears. Yeah. 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 I don't know, for me, it's just, like... Because I'll always, like, send things to my team. And I, as I said, I, like, don't trust my own opinion anymore. I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I'll send things to my team always. And, like, based on the reaction from them, I'll judge whether... If, if I really need to go back and edit something. But mm. otherwise, I'll, I kind of have this, like, hippie attitude of, like... Just keep it in the moment kind of thing. Because that's mm. how you felt at the time. And yeah. some, some of them work, some don't. Mm. Though I do feel... Sometimes when I haven't edited or if there are stuff that I release and there's always like I have a, a, an old song called Over Her and there's this one lyric that's like um, in the second verse that every time I hear it I'm like you idiot <laughs> like what you knew it's like um, uh, I'm sorry to drag you here it's such no no I can't remember it's about I say I say the word coffee house okay and it's so out of place and like the whole tone the minute you hear that. The song doesn't work anymore. But did you feel like that at the time? I don't. Came out I or? feel like in my gut, I knew. But it was one of those things mm. that I was like, oh, I don't know how else to say it. Also, was that like, it was the true story of what it was, Yeah, it was very literal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, you again, that attachment thing of feeling like, oh, well, I want to be true to the story. But every time, I, I think, I listen back, I'm like, this could have been like a song that's quite well connected. But the minute that's, that lyric is dropped... You kind of go, okay, I'm out of it. I'm out of the, I, I the spell like, is broken. I think this might be you as it the writer of you. the song because I've never thought that about that song. Yeah, I, I but I do. I, I think that there's something to be said for that that gut thing. Like there are other songs you go back and listen to, and you never have the same emotional reaction yeah. to like one word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just me. Mm. There's something to be said psycho, for that. Psycho, psycho. What's your favorite song at the moment? Um. Such a difficult question. I was having one of those days today where I was like, Psycho, Psycho! And I was just skipping everything. Like, I just I didn't want to listen to anything. I think I feel like quite disconnected from music right now. Um, <laughs> but I need to like look at my Spotify. Yeah, 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 yeah. See what's in your. It's a really hard question. It's a hard question. I think I'm going to say, I'm just looking at my Spotify. I think I'm going to say Burning. By Maggie Rogers. Oh, I love her new uh, album. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's great. Album's great, but that was like the standout mm. track. I'm write that me. down because I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, she. Have you never listened to any? No. Oh, she's amazing. She got um that. There was a video of her. She went to Berkeley, right, or some kind of yeah, I think some so, American. Yeah school for music and Pharrell was doing a masterclass and she played um one of her tracks and then the video of his reaction to the song like went yeah. viral um because so there's a video of, of him reacting to like five student songs and there's like two people before her where he you know he's just like yeah it sounds cool but like you know you should maybe try this and then 
with her song, he's just like, he just sits there stunned. Yeah. Wow. He's like, I've never heard anything oh my like God. that. Like, she kind of fuses like traditional American like folk music. So I think she like uses the banjo a lot and mm. she's a guitarist and then fuses it um, with really modern production. Amazing. I'm pretty sure she produces it She all produces herself. all oh, herself. Yeah. She's amazing. She's really cool. Like yeah. really annoyingly Look cool. Her up. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because my dad literally sent me that Pharrell video yesterday but I didn't watch what, it. That, oh really? Yeah. He no. sent me the ma- uh, video of the masterclass. Ah. Like yeah. really annoying. Oh. Look her up. So, you're very successful. You're young and doing great. Thanks. What What would your um, one piece of advice be for people in the music industry or uh, not? Just like people our age trying to do what they love. Just, just general life. Um, it's going to be a lot of hard work and probably a lot harder than you think. Take a lot longer than you think. But um, I think if you... I really believe that if you have a little bit of talent but mostly like enough drive and passion then you can do anything you want to do because like lots of people are talented you know however much you want to argue but I think especially like my experience of it is in the music industry but in any industry I think if you work hard enough like those people are always going to come out on top and you have to like stick with it and be dedicated to it and it takes a little bit of luck as well and being in the right place at the right time but ultimately I think if you work really hard it does get rewarded um take every opportunity you can never think you're too big for anything especially at the beginning Mm. um and honestly that's what I did when I was like 16 to 20 it's just like said yes to everything and um because you never know who you're going to meet um or like get connected with through those situations so around and God can't help you now 